The Dallas Stars continued their winning ways over the weekend, grabbing two crucial points in Glendale, Arizona against the Coyotes on Saturday. On today's show, I'll give you a full breakdown of that game, so give you some of my biggest takeaways from the game. And then to close out the show, we'll talk a little bit about some of the trade rumors that have developed over the past few days. All of this coming up on a Monday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis. It is Monday, November 29th. And we are getting closer and closer to the end of 2021, folks. It's insane. This year has seemingly flown by, but also at the same time, it feels kind of slow. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm saying that every year at this point. Uh, but that truly is the case, especially these past few months. Um, pretty much this hockey season, it seems to have flown by. Um, and, you know, it seems like just the other day we were talking about how bad this team was talking about them losing to Columbus and to Vegas at home and a game that they should have won. But now the Dallas stars seem to have turned a new leaf and are playing like the team that we thought that they could be at the start of this season. So a lot of exciting things happening here in Dallas right now with a lot of the sports teams, but specifically with the Dallas stars. And so we're going to take some time today and talk about Saturday's big win. And then to close out the show, talk a little bit about some John Klingberg trade rumors. And uh, before we do that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of locked on stars, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. Thank you for making locked on stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at, whether that is on a podcasting platform or on YouTube as well. Continuing to see great growth on the YouTube channel. So thank you guys for that. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business talking about Saturday's huge win over the Arizona Coyotes. And I keep saying huge win and it wasn't huge in the sense uh, you know, that they beat a really big name opponent, the team that maybe they shouldn't have beat. Um, you know, I don't think anyone who's been watching hockey this season can tell you that this Stars team on paper is better than the Arizona Coyotes team. Um, but it was huge because it was the second game of a back to back on the road. Um, and even though Arizona is definitely not a good team this season, they do have some really good talent. And I think that they're better than their record would indicate. Uh, you know, they've given some big name teams some trouble this season. Uh, they gave the Blues some trouble. Um, I think they gave Edmonton a little bit of trouble whenever they played them a little while ago um, last week. Um, so this isn't a, a terrible team. They're a rebuilding team uh, with a lot of really young, good young talent and a lot of, you know, upside for the future here in the next coming seasons. But this is a game that very easily could have slipped away from the Dallas Stars. But thankfully, they came out with a three to two win and they grabbed two crucial points to keep them, uh, you know, fighting, inching closer to that top spot in the Central Division. But the biggest takeaway from this game easily has to be the hot start from the Stars, especially the hot start that we saw from Dallas's top line. Rupe Hint scored against the Coyotes 54 seconds into the game. And this is, you know, literally one day after we saw Joe Pavelski score twice in a 19-second span in the first two minutes of their game on Friday night against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and so, you know, both of these games, the Stars benefited from this top line 
you know, generating chaos around the net and making really nice plays. Uh, Jason Robertson, though, he was not the scorer either of the times I just mentioned. He was involved in those plays, especially on Friday with Joe Pavelski. But also, you know, Jason Robertson did score later on in this game on Saturday. So, you know, this top line from Dallas is really clicking right now. Like I said, creating a lot of chaos around the net. That Rupe goal against Arizona was nice because Rupe shoots the puck, gets blocked. Uh, Joe Pavelski gets the puck. He shoots it, you know, probably knowing that the shot probably wasn't going to go in. Wedgwood, the goalie for Arizona, had a pretty good play on it. But then Rupe gets the ricochet again, uh, shoots it right back into the net. Really nice play from Pavelski and Rupe on the same page, just you know, creating chaos around the net, throwing the puck at the goalie, making him work, kind of putting him in a tough situation where he's back on his heels. And, uh, you know, of course, you put enough pressure on a guy like that, uh, you know, the puck is eventually going to find the back of the net. And, I, you know, both of the games on Friday and Saturday, um, you know, that really sets the tone for Dallas if they're able to score, you know, be the first team to score in general, but especially if they're able to score as quick as they did. Uh, you know, that does so much for you as a team to build confidence, but it also takes away confidence from the other team and changes how the other team then has to approach the game from that point on. Because, you know, you come into a game with the game plan, you know, every coach is like, all right, this is what we need to do. They tell their players kind of what the expectations are, but giving, you know, surrendering a goal or two goals in the first two minutes of a game absolutely changes how you have to play the game. It throws the entire team out of a rhythm. Um, the coaches out of a rhythm. They are scrambling to kind of change change the game plan and adjust the lineups if needed. So huge for Dallas, you know, to get these two division wins back to back, uh, you know, by, by striking early. Um, and hopefully that's something that we can see continue. I, I don't know uh, if they're going to score in the first two minutes against the Carolina Hurricanes on Tuesday, although it would be really nice and it would probably do them, you know, a huge favor and propelling them to a win against a great opponent, but more on that later. But Talking about this top line from the stars, they're they're really turning into one of the best in the league up to this point. You know, ever since Rupe scored his first goal against the Predators back on November 10th, he, Jason Robertson, and Pavs have really not slowed down, and the stars are benefiting greatly from it as a team. You know, Miro Haskinen leads the team in points as of right now, but Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, and Rupe Hintz all follow in that order. Pavs with 14, Robo with 13, and Rupe with 12. Uh, you know, so it's really nice to see the three guys uh, leading this team offensively, the guys that, you know, that we thought in the preseason were going to be the leaders of this team offensively, uh, even though it took them a little bit. They have stepped into that role and they are filling that role quite nicely. Rupe Hintz, you know, obviously is on a, a nice point and scoring tear right now. He now leads the team in goals with seven. You know, I, the nice thing about this Stars team is they have several guys that can find the back of the net, and we've seen that this season. Not too many games where one guy has scored multiple goals. Obviously, Joe Pavelski's done it. Rupe's done it. Uh, but maybe maybe a few other guys on the team have done it that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Um, but this Stars team is nice because there's so many guys that can be effective. Um, you know, maybe not till later in the season are we going to see someone really pull away with goals. But it's nice to see Rupe leading the team now after not scoring, you know, up until, uh, what was it, the 14th, 15th game against Nashville um, just a few weeks ago. So really nice to see him hitting his stride. Jason Robertson missing the first few games of the season. He's really starting to hit his stride. Joe Pavelski aging like fine wine. His confidence is continuing to build despite being 37 years old. You know, I would put this top three Dallas line, uh, the top three, this top line for Dallas, really against any in the league right now. Um, you know, Hyman, McDavid, and uh, um of Edmonton. Uh, obviously, we saw how those guys did against uh, Dallas just last Tuesday. 
Um, you know, Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak of Boston, Ovechkin, uh, Kuznetsov, uh, Wilson of Washington, uh, you know, and I, I could go on and on, but, you know, and even uh, I believe it was Mike Heike in the post-game press conference after the game against Colorado on Friday, um, I believe it was him. Somebody at the press conference asked, you know, how, uh, you know, how Coach Bonus would compare his top line against others in the league. And Coach Bonus said, you know, he hasn't really seen enough of some of the other top lines, but that he really likes the three that he has and, you know, that he's confident in them to go out and, you know, perform well every single night. And I think that's how I feel as of right now. And I think that's how the Stars fans, Stars community in general feels right now. Uh, you know, that this that, that these top three guys for Dallas are leading the way. I mean, I think this team is going to continue to go as they go. So if they stay hot and if they, you know, keep improving and keep playing well as the season goes on, uh, I think Dallas is going to be just OK. And, and they'll, you know, it, there's still a lot of season left. And, you know, they're not quite in the playoff picture as of right now, but, you know, still a lot of hockey to be played. And I think, you know, if we can keep these guys going and, you know, it, it obviously helps to have other really nice weapons, too. Um, and the Dallas Stars certainly have that, like I like I said, Miro Haskinen, um, and even efforts from from guys like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, uh, you know, of course, always helpful. Um, but really nice to see the top line performing and getting the team out to some hot starts, especially in two games back to back where, you know, the team is mentally, you know, being tested, physically being tested. Really nice to see that kind of performance from guys that are expected to be leading the way for this Dallas Stars team. Well, coming up next, we want to uh, I will continue to break down Saturday's game, talk about another thing that I really, really liked from Saturday, and that is the Dallas Stars toughness overall. But before we do that, got to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is DirecTV. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and just talk about the toughness that this team showed on Saturday. And really, um, you know, you could argue that they've showed a lot of toughness this season, um, but especially over these past few games, especially over these past two games from the weekend against Colorado and Arizona. Um, you know, Dallas really came through, um, you know, playing against a well-rested team. Dallas came in in a pretty much the exact opposite situation of this Coyotes team. Uh, you know, Dallas are fresh off another game against a really good opponent, having to travel after that game overnight to another city in a different time zone. Um, you know, one, one of the closer teams that, that they'll travel to this season, um, but still difficult to do nonetheless. Again, it's a well-rested team. I don't think Arizona had played since Wednesday. I believe Wednesday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, was their last game that they had played so they were well rested playing at home um and you know like i said earlier a very a talented team um that definitely has the potential to you know give any any other team in this league a run for their money on any given night and it's a game that could have easily gotten away from the stars uh kind of like a trap game like i had said i think in a few episodes ago but the stars showed up and they worked hard they grinded it out it wasn't necessarily the prettiest win that they've had so far this season you know a three to two win over a team like arizona maybe you know you look at that um, without doing too much research into this game and you're like, oh, you know, maybe wanting a little bit more from that, a little bit more to be desired from that as a result. But, you know, it's huge for Dallas to come in and get two wins uh, or two points, excuse me, get a win 
and you know get two wins uh, in this back-to-back, get two points on the road Saturday, um, an inch closer to the top of the Central Division, especially, uh, you know, the real emphasis here is just establishing themselves on the road where they have played pretty subpar so far this season outside of a few nice wins like New York, Calgary, Pittsburgh. But other than that, Dallas has really not been able to get much going on the road. And I think that Saturday, despite it being against inferior competition, was a step in the right direction for the Stars to continue to show that they're a really, really good team um, and should be taken seriously by any squad that they play this season. And, you know, it was really nice for a brief moment on Saturday. They occupied the second wildcard spot and then some of the other games ended. I believe um, just about everyone in the Central won on Saturday, except obviously I think Colorado beat Nashville. So Nashville didn't win. But I know Winnipeg beat Calgary um, and Arizona obviously did not win. But, you know, the, the division shifting around a little bit, I believe St. Louis won. Uh, I can't. I think they played Columbus, but I'm almost certain they won. But at one point, Dallas was second. Uh, in the second wild card spot, whereas you know if the season ended today or that day, they would have been there, um, but they got moved just because of some of the other game results. But they're literally right on the tail of some of these other Central Division teams. Um, and with the win on Tuesday, and you know some some wins over these next few games, they could easily find themselves getting closer and closer to a top three spot in the division. So that's really nice to see. Really nice to see the resilience from this team to continue to fight back because this is a tough division. Uh, and, you know, just even if Dallas is going to keep winning, a lot of these other teams are probably also going to keep winning. So it's important for Dallas to rack up as many wins as they can and to get as many points as they can. So hopefully some of these these instances where they've lost games uh, like, you know, the game against Vegas earlier this season, don't come back to bite them um, because every point is going to matter come the end of the season when it comes to playoff positioning. Uh, and, and just speaking of toughness, you know, we talk about, you know, them having to come on the road after playing at home, traveling overnight. I think a guy that really embodied the toughness of the stars as a whole has to be Jacob Peterson. Uh, if you watched the game, you saw that he crashed into the boards early in the game, um, was very slow to get up, pretty pretty nasty hit, just kind of an unfortunate falling situation, got tangled up with another player. Uh, don't think it was a dirty play by any means. From I can't remember who he collided with with uh, off Arizona's team. Just kind of an unfortunate situation. You know, that stuff happens in hockey. Um, but always scary to see a guy crash into the boards like that. Thankfully, he appears to be okay and, and showed that he was okay. He comes back later in the game in the second period and puts Dallas up 2-1 to one with a really nice goal. And just I, I think that was really representative of as for the team as a whole throughout the whole night. You know, it, it was kind of a weird game uh, just watching it. Something just fell off. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I, I really couldn't tell you. Maybe maybe you agree if you got to watch the game on TV or maybe even if you were there, uh, if the vibes were weird, feel free to let me know on Twitter uh, or, or, you know, something like that. But it just felt kind of like a weird game. Things felt maybe a little off. I don't know what it was, but, you know, really nice for Dallas to get that win, especially with an effort like that from a young guy like Jacob Peterson, who continues to be very, very impressive in his rookie campaign, not necessarily racking up the numbers like uh, the kid Raymond and Detroit, but still playing really nice and not really succumbing to any kind of pressure for being a rookie here in the National Hockey League. Obviously started the season on the NHL level, went down to the AHL for a little bit, is now back here in Dallas with uh, you know the NHL team, but continuing to play really well and, and providing some really nice shifts for the stars, uh, you know when he's out on the ice, and, and so I'm hoping to see him continue to improve because I think he has a lot of potential. I don't think he's done developing, or I don't think he's reached the peak of his game by any means. Um, but a guy that continues to you know 
grind every single day. I imagine, you know, he's working hard at practice to continue to be a better player day in and day out. And I think that's showing on the ice, even if he's not going to be the team's leading goal scorer or a point scorer. Uh, you know, he's a guy that, that I, you know, he has a lot of really good veterans around him to learn from and, uh, you know, get advice from and get veteran insight and leadership from. So really like what I've seen from Jacob Peterson, I think he truly embodied the toughness of the Dallas Stars. So he easily gets my star of the game, even if he wasn't, you know, the most impactful on that game. Uh, he definitely left an impact and, you know, always nice to see a guy fight back from a scary injury moment and then make an impact for his team. And certainly scoring that goal in the second period was huge for the Stars. Uh, and I think another thing that was impressive about this Stars win uh, was that they did it without really having that many opportunities on the power play. Uh, that was another thing that made this game feel weird. I think anytime Dallas was on the power play, it was on the tail end of an Arizona power play where the teams kind of crossed over and played some four on four. Uh, and so not really a full power play opportunity for the stars. All three of their goals scored at even strength uh, and kind of unfortunate. Uh, maybe they could have racked up some more goals with actual power play opportunities, um, because like, you know, I said on Saturday's show, uh, you know, Arizona special team, some of the worst in the league. Uh, so I think Dallas really could have taken advantage with a plethora of power play opportunities. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. Thankfully, it didn't matter too much in the end. We saw Dallas do just fine without needing special teams, but you know, they're definitely going to need the effort of their special teams on Tuesday uh, because Carolina is a little bit better of a team than in Arizona, believe it or not. But coming up next, speaking of Carolina uh, to close out today's episode, I want to take a moment and talk about some John Klingberg trade rumors and Carolina being the biggest destination for John Klingberg. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to some of the other sponsors of today's episode. And the first of those is a built bar. It's finally here, folks. The best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site wide and even bigger discounts on built boost, broth, and built swag. A brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday Caramel Almond Delight. And it delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate. Check. Almonds. Check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. They contain 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving some white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center, covered in white chocolate with 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's Christmas time, and we all know what that means tons of sports on the TV, and nothing goes better with sports than betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. And it's not just football that they offer. Bet Online has pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, do you want to take a moment and acknowledge some of the trade rumors that are circulating around this Dallas Stars team, and particularly one of their defensemen, John Klingberg. Over the weekend, there were several rumors starting to arise from NHL media that the Carolina Hurricanes are interested in Stars defenseman John Klingberg. Uh, and it's a very interesting situation uh, all around. Uh, Klinger's contract will expire at the end of the season, so he will be a free agent by the end of this season. Um, and as of right now, it it doesn't seem like uh, you know that Klingberg necessarily wants to leave. I don't think the Dallas Stars want him to leave. Uh, I, you know, certainly this season. I don't know what the intentions are for you know what is going to happen to him after this season. I, I've read several you know articles and seen several. Uh, tweets and posts um, saying that he's interested in staying in Dallas after the season, but looking for a deal around eight years and $60 million. And that's a, that's a big ask for a guy that I believe is about to be 30. I think he's 29 years old right now, um, kind of in the young late twenties, early 30 stages of his life, of his career. Um, man, and that, that that's like Miro Haskinen money, but Miro Haskinen's a really young guy, a lot of, you know, potential, still some of his best hockey yet to be played. John Klingberg, a little bit of an older guy who's been around the league for a while, been with the Dallas Stars for a while, certainly, you know, been a staple of this team, become kind of a cult fan favorite of this team. Uh, and I just, I just don't know. Um you know, if he does stay or you know, if we if he doesn't get traded, uh, you know, if he's worth signing to that that much money because you know Dennis Gurionov his contract expires at the end of the season he's in his early 20s I think a guy that Dallas is probably going to want to bring back Rupe Hintz's contract expires in the, at the end of the 2022-2023 season he's certainly a guy uh, the Dallas Stars would be insane not to want to keep Rupe Hintz on the roster and well paid Robo's contract expires at the end of the season Jason Robertson a Calder finalist last season uh, still playing on his rookie contract Another guy that Jim Neal and company would be absolutely insane if they didn't want to keep him on the roster. And, you know, Alexander Radulov and Joe Pavelski, their contracts expire at the end of the season. Both of them certainly at the twilight of their careers. Um, but, you know, if they're both still playing really good hockey, I don't see why Dallas might not try to sign them to, you know, maybe one or two year deals. Um, but still a lot to consider as far as, you know, contracts and who's coming back and who's leaving at the end of this season. Um, and so, but I still don't think that Dallas is interested in training Klinger right now. Uh, you know, he's very valuable to this team, even if he's not always stuffing the stat sheet. Like I said, kind of like a cult favorite of the, the Dallas Stars fan base. Um, you know, a guy that's that's always ready to, to get down and grind to help win games. Like I said, not always going to be flashing the biggest stats, but a guy that, you know, is really nice to have on the power play, on the three-on-three in three overtime, just nice to have on the ice at all times because he's a really sappy veteran, knows how to make really good plays, really good hockey IQ, smart player, physical player, plays hard every time he's out on the ice. And, you know, obviously I, I think it was killing him, eating him up on the inside to have to miss the first few games after getting injured in the season opener against New York. Uh, and, you know, I, I think a guy that is respected in the locker room, respected by the fan base, respected by the front office. So, I, and I you know, I've, I've read that, too. I don't think Dallas is necessarily chomping out the bit to trade John Klingberg to anyone, especially the Hurricanes, unless the Hurricanes are just going to throw out someone crazy like Tony D'Angelo, uh, another really good defenseman for the Hurricanes. But I, I can't envision him getting traded to Dallas. His contract expires at the end of this season and he's only 26. So, you know, that'd be a steal if they made that trade to Dallas. Um, but I imagine the Canes wouldn't want to part ways with him. 
But but that's the other thing is, you know, I don't know who Dallas would try to get from Carolina. I would imagine they would need some kind of return as far as defensemen go, um, because, you know, a forward would be nice. But I, I think Dallas has, you know, a good amount of forward talent unless they're just going to give us someone crazy um, like Sebastian Ajo, which that's definitely not happening. That's completely out of the picture. Um, so I really am curious, you know, if a trade does go down who Dallas would be getting in return, because I feel like it would need to be someone that can make an immediate impact. Cause I don't really know who you call up from the Texas stars. That's going to be able to fill the role of defenseman like John Klingberg would fill that role. You know, we're already down Jamie Alexiak from, you know, the off season trade and uh, you know, Ryan Suter has been nice and Yanni Hockenpah has been okay so far this season. So really am, we'll be curious to see how all of this transpires over, you know, the next few weeks of this season. Uh, you know, we're reaching about the quarter mark of the season. So trade rumors are about to be coming out the wazoo, not just John Klingberg, but across the NHL. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, where the Dallas stars and what guys on the roster fall into trade rumors and find their, you know, names thrown around and about around the league. So really interesting. I personally don't want to see John Klingberg leave unless we're going to get something absolutely insane in return. That would be a steal for the organization. But I think, you know, Dallas with their playoff aspirations, uh, if they're serious about making a deep playoff run, I think John Klingberg certainly needs to be a part of that. He'll be a very valuable guy to have on the roster if Dallas finds themselves back in the postseason. Uh, come springtime and summertime. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as I'll be joined by Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes to preview tomorrow's big matchup between the Stars and Hurricanes. Uh, and maybe we'll talk a little John Klingberg too. Maybe Jared can give us some insight on some guys that Carolina might be willing to part ways with in order to get Klinger on their roster. But thank you guys again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcasts at, whether that is on a podcasting platform or on YouTube. And be sure to tell your friends about it. Leave your review if you like what you hear. I really do appreciate that kind of stuff. Be sure to find me and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores l-e-w-i-s you can also find the show's account on twitter at locked on stars appreciate all the follows likes and retweets that you guys give you guys are incredible thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you back here for a game day edition of locked on stars have a great day stars fans